Coming up on Transformers University, it's time to face the future head on as we enter the first original Japanese Transformers animated series. We're talking Transformers Headmasters right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode 107 of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Bercali, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the Tory Archive, this podcast, TFU News and Views podcast, and oh, so much more. And I want to welcome you to the beginning of our journey with Japanese Transformers animated series. And this is the first part of what will be many series actually <laughs> come to think of it i was gonna say three but it's only three in g1 um and there are many more to come but this time around we are talking transformers headmasters now if you haven't hopped on uh last episode i do recommend you go back and listen to episode 106 where we talk about omni productions the company behind the dubs of transformers Headmasters and Victory and Master Force. Uh, because it's important to know that we are going to talk a bit about the dubs and the subtitled versions as appeared on the uh, Shout Factory DVDs uh, in our coverage of Transformers Headmasters. So we will talk a bit about what was intended in the uh, Japanese language. We will play some of the differences in the dubs and get a good laugh most of the time at uh, those things. And uh, we'll talk about where this series fits in the overall lore of Transformers, in the lore of G1, and its long-term and lasting effects on the brand and the fandom. So we're in for a ride. We're in for a new series. This is the first series post-American uh, G1. In fact, uh, American G1 ends at the end of season three in Japan. Uh, there is no uh, the rebirth in Japan. Our season four in the United States and in the West, uh, that didn't air there. So this story actually takes place pretty much right after the return of Optimus Prime. It's also worth noting that uh, uh, these episodes, for the most part, are a bit shorter. Uh, they do contain recaps at the top of each episode. Uh, and then with titles and themes, they're about 20 minutes each of content, uh, not counting the recaps. So that's about five minutes shorter than your typical G1 episode. And of course, since we are talking about a new TV series, that means a new theme song. So let's get right after it and listen to the opening theme of Transformers Headmasters. Yeah, I see. 
You know, I really dig that theme. <laughs> um, it's grown on me the more uh, I've watched a few episodes here. Uh, the the words head on uh, kind of kind of start to become a battle cry for this series and uh, uh, makes it fun. Now, let's talk about episode one because I want to get into this series. Uh, we've got three episodes to talk about here. We're going to talk about episodes one, two, and three. Now, the first episode, and this is something we're going to get into uh, a little bit in terms of title mismatches. So um, the title screen often says one thing. The the actual title uh, as translated from Japanese sometimes says another thing. And then the dub, the soundbite from uh, the Omni Productions version, uh, also sometimes says something different so for example this one is called uh as per the shout factory dvds four warriors from outer space on the title screen uh, it's just called warriors from space and according to tf wiki the literal translation of what's on the screen is four warriors come out of the sky now, it's also worth noting the Shout Factory DVDs are missing um, the recaps, the episode recaps that are at the beginning of each of these episodes. Uh, and the first episode does start with a recap, uh, recaps uh, parts of Transformers the movie, as well as um, a bit of G1 as a whole. And I, I had to dig around for the Omni Productions recap of episode one. But here it is in English for you to enjoy. The universe is a boundless ocean, and somewhere out in deep space, there is a planet called Cybertone. This planet is inhabited by tough, battle-hardened warriors called Transformers. However, in the millions of years that have passed, Cybertone has slowly been drained of its energy resources due to a civil war which raged on the planet from time immemorial. The two sides involved are the Autobots, who represent good, and the Decepticons, who are evil. As there is no more energy on Cybertron, the two sides were forced to go to Earth seeking new sources of energy. Once again, the forces clash. The leader of the Autobots, Optimus Prime, appointed a young warrior, Rodimus Prime, to be the new commander-in-chief. In the meantime, Galvatron, leader of the Decepticons, had rebuilt his forces and launched a massive attack. However, the Autobots finally won, and peace was once again restored on Cybertron. But one day, in the year 2010, the long-exiled chief of the Decepticons returned. War broke out once again on Cybertron. Optimus Prime was determined to safeguard peace in the universe, so he set up a second defensive HQ on the planet Sydney. At the same time, the Decepticons were also consolidating their military forces on the planet Jolo. 
four soldiers from the sky. <laughs> okay, we have to talk about a few things in that recap. Optimus Prime's death is reenacted, but it's not from Transformers the movie. Uh, as I've mentioned earlier in this podcast and other episodes, Transformers the movie didn't show in Japan until 1989, so two years after uh, the show aired in Japan. So there's a lot of places in the in the manga uh, and in bits of season three where they've had to fill in gaps in the story. Um, by explaining what happened in Transformers the movie without showing what happened in Transformers the movie. And this recap actually has Optimus Prime getting shot and uh, dying in front of Autobot headquarters and turning gray, um, but not the way he dies in, at Autobot City in Transformers the movie. So uh, uh, go search out the video for this. Uh, it shouldn't be too hard to find. I found it fairly quickly on YouTube. Uh it, it's pretty cool, actually, to see this scene done in a different way. So the episode begins with uh, Galvatron and the Decepticons arriving on Cybertron via Space Bridge, and they plan to take control of Vector Sigma. Weird Wolf, who's new to the Decepticons, he's uh, taken the lead on this project and takes Mindwipe and Skullcruncher with him. And uh, the new to the Decepticons thing is actually something that the Japanese uh, manga covers uh, prior to this series coming out. So there is some story in there, and we've covered it here on the show, uh, that the, um, and we'll find out a little bit more about this in the series, um, that the Decepticon headmasters are kind of new to the Decepticons and have just joined up. So elsewhere on Cybertron, the uh, new Decepticon headmasters attack the Autobot base. The Dinobots and Technobots respond. And the Autobots call to Athenia, which which uh, in the dubs is called Sydneya. Why? I don't know, but that's what they decided to call it. Uh, Athenia, we last saw in uh, season three, uh, in episode one, Five Faces of Darkness, part one. It's the place where they had the robot Olympics. Uh, the Autobots have a base now on Sydneya. And so on Athenia, at the base on Athenia, uh, is Optimus Prime with Hot Rod, Hound, the Aerial Bots, RC, Smokescreen, and Sideswipe. Optimus decides he's going to send troops from Earth to Cybertron and then tells Spike and Carly to hightail it to Athenia. On Cybertron, the Decepticons are losing this battle and Mindwipe uses his hypno-power to put Grimlock to sleep and in a moment of comedy, he also puts Skullcruncher to sleep. Back on Earth, Ultra Magnus and the Autobots who are with him, including Prowl, who should be dead, but isn't because the Japanese didn't get Transformers the movie yet, along with Sideswipe, who was just on Athenia and probably is an animation error, are fighting uh, the Decepticons, uh, some Triple Changers, Soundwave, uh, the Stunticons, and this guy. <laughs> All right, listen up. I'm the ninja consultant for the Decepticons. My name is Six Shot. Now, that's what I mean by the Omni Productions dubs. In fact, I left a quote out of uh, our previous episode where I kind of ran through a few of the more famous ones. That one's pretty famous, too. Uh, I don't know why the translation of Six Shot's job, uh, when Omni Productions took it, made him the ninja consultant. But uh, I do want to know, is he a ninja 
who consults the Decepticons, or is he someone who consults the Decepticons about being ninjas? Inquiring minds want to know. You tell me what you think at TFU underscore info on Twitter. Elsewhere on Earth, Wheelie and Daniel are running around and they run into Trypticon. They get chased and uh, the two, the young Autobot and the young human lead him to a bridge. The bridge collapses under Trypticon's weight and he falls into the water and Wheelie and Daniel get away. Ultra Magnus and Sixshot continue to fight until the robot train is here ah good go to the space bridge at once that's right the robot train uh arrives uh that is the uh the robots that will form uh raiden who we have not seen yet but they are a bunch of uh, autobot trains uh, that combine in vehicle mode as well as robot mode so they arrive Ultra Magnus and company uh, head to the space bridge and the Decepticons follow. Eventually, they get ahead of the Autobots and attack. The robot train flies off separately towards the space bridge and the Constructicons flying behind it uh, follow it and shoot it down. Just then, a Metroplex arrives with an important message. Get over to the space bridge right away. So everyone gets to Autobot City, including Metroplex, who drives through the front door and they take the robot train to Cybertron. This is actually something we'll see <laughs> multiple times uh, in the next couple episodes. The Autobots need the robot train to actually go through the space bridge. Uh, it's never been needed before. I'm not sure why it's needed now, but on Cybertron, the battle rages on, and everyone arrives from Earth and Athenia. On the flip side, Cup, Spike, Carly, uh, they all meet Hot Rod and Blur on Athenia, and they spot something on their computer. I've I've affectionately come um, to refer to the Athenian base uh, as we go on as the uh, the box of exposition uh, because Cup and Blur and eventually RC um, they kind of just are there to spout things out that are going on elsewhere uh, and kind of just all mull about in this room. It's almost like they're locked. In, in this poor little room uh, on Athenia. Uh, but back on Cybertron, uh, Daniel and Wheelie, uh, they try to go find Vector Sigma themselves, but they run into the Predacons, uh, only to be rescued by the train team. Uh, the train team scolds Daniel, and our scene cuts back to Athenia. And the folks on Athenia, they're watching their computer, and they see a starship. But on Cybertron, the fight continues. Superion fights Abominus. Optimus Prime fights uh, Devastator. Then Defensor fights Devastator as Optimus heads to Vector Sigma. And uh, the Dinobots fight Decepticon Headmasters. Mindwipe, he knocks out all the Dinobots and all the Throttlebots with his hypno power until Starship arrives. We built this city! And out of the starship, the Autobot Headmasters arrive, and Chrome Dome and Weird Wolf have a little chat. Oh, so it's you! Long time no see, Weird Wolf. Now, as I mentioned before, this references the Transformers manga that we talked about a few episodes ago. Uh, they have both fled their home planet. The Autobot Headmasters have chased 
the Decepticon headmasters, and we'll actually find out a little bit more in the backstory uh, in the next episode. Now, before we move on to episode two, I just want to let you know there is a closing theme to Headmasters with, with some interesting visuals, and we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. But right now, before we head into episode two of Transformers Headmasters, please give this a quick listen. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the alpha trion and omega prime of transforming toys. Now, back to the show. And with that, we are going to head on, get it, to episode two of the Headmasters. And that is called The Mystery of Planet Master. Or as the dub calls it, the tale of the Master Star. And uh, picks up right where episode one left off. The Headmaster's fight. We see the Headmaster gimmick in the robot's conversion to vehicle mode. And the fight for Vector Sigma rages on. The Combiners fight and the Starship joins the battle. And in that, the Decepticons retreat. From there, the Starship heads to Athenia, where we uh, meet Cerebros, a.k.a. Fortress, uh, as he's called in Japan. And Cup and Cerebros, we find out, are old friends. Here's where we get some exposition. We flash back to Cerebros, leading uh, Cybertronians, who then, in the past, four million years ago, could not transform uh, to the planet Master. There, they developed their transformation abilities to form the heads of their bodies, uh, known as uh, transtectors. The heads are known as that, not the bodies. Cerebros then tells of Scorponok, though we don't really see him. We do see him in silhouette, uh, and the evil headmasters and how uh, they are basically chasing them through the galaxy. So back on Cybertron, Optimus heads towards Vector Sigma and fights the, the Guardian robots that we saw back the last time in uh, Season 2 when we were heading to Vector Sigma. He also runs into Alpha Trion's ghost uh, back on Athenia at the base uh, in the box of exposition. We find out that uh, Optimus needs the Matrix to power Vector Sigma. But the Matrix is on Earth and the location is known only to Optimus Prime. Hot Rod and Blaster go to Earth to find the Matrix. And on the way out the door, Blaster gives Willie a mixtape to cheer him up. On Earth, the Autobots uh, arrive at Autobot Base and Ratbat is caught spying. Blaster sends Steeljaw, Rewind, Eject, and Ramhorn after him. But Soundwave is also in the base, helping 
Ratbat to escape. We find out that, at least according to the sub, that plasma energy is needed to restore the matrix. And uh, In fact, the, the sub is the only thing that says it's called plasma energy. Uh, I believe the Japanese language of what I've read on this actually just calls it energy. And even the dub only calls it energy. Elsewhere, Hot Rod uh, is on Earth looking for the matrix with a blaster. And uh, Soundwave is sent to follow them. As they uh, follow them, I think it's uh, the North Pole, but it's somewhere cold. Uh, the Predacons attack Hot Rod and Blaster. Uh, the tapes join the fight from uh, Blaster. And the Predacons try to combine, but in the middle of their combination, they are rammed by Hot Rod in his vehicle mode and cannot combine. Menasaur and Superion join the fight, and so does Soundwave as he tries to shoot Hot Rod in the back. But Blaster knocks Hot Rod out of the way. And Hot Rod goes to find the Matrix. And this leads to one of the most famous showdowns of Headmasters. Blaster versus Soundwave. Um, and I hate to tell you, it doesn't really live up to the hype. Um, it's actually pretty good. Uh, it's, it's not bad. It's not the epic battle you would think it would be because uh, it starts out with the two of them standing about 10 feet apart from each other shooting at each other and missing a lot okay then we'll find out who's gonna win just give me your best shot then they each punch a hole in each other's chest before Blaster punches Soundwave so hard that his arm comes off. Uh, Soundwave then attacks Blaster, slams him into the side of a mountain. Uh, they come down and Blaster uh, drops the people's elbow on Soundwave. Soundwave stands up and then explodes to this famous reaction of Galvatron watching on a screen. Darn that Soundwave. Yes. Darn that sound wave. Because Hot Rod comes back to find Blaster. And Blaster is about to join the Matrix and sends Hot Rod off with these words. Billy, you okay? Not really. Find the power pack. Rescue Optimus Prime. Go! <laughs> now, it's fun to mention that uh, uh, the dub refers to the Matrix as the power pack. Um... It's such a weird thing, especially if you grew up in the uh, 90s where Power Pack was a comic about um, four adolescent uh, mutants uh, making their way around space uh, in the Marvel Universe. So it has this weird, weird connotation to it. Now, as, as Blaster dies, Laserbeak shows up to pick up Soundwave's decapitated head, which has turned white. Uh, Blaster and Soundwave have both turned white, uh, which I believe... Uh, from what I've read, is in line with uh, the deaths in uh, Call of the Primitives, even though no one actually really died. Um, but they don't turn gray. But other characters will turn gray when they die uh, in coming episodes. Uh, Ratbat and Buzzsaw are also there and pick up some other pieces of Soundwave. And back on Athena in the box of exposition, uh, Blaster's death has reached the base. Uh, everyone is sad. Wheelie decides to play his mixtape, and um, it just plays some sad violin. We'll always remember you, Billy. 
Elsewhere, the Autobot headmasters vow to help as Optimus and Hot Rod continue their searches. And that is episode two of Transformers Headmasters. And so once more, we head on to episode three of Transformers Headmasters. According to the menu screen of the Shot Factory DVDs, it's called Behold, the Birth of Double Prime. Uh, According to the titles subtitled, it's called The Rebirth of Rodimus Prime. Uh, The actual title is Birth of the Fantastic Double Prime. And the Omni Productions dub calls it The Birth of a New Leader. Hot Rod and the Headmasters, they continue their search for the Matrix on Earth. Galvatron, Cyclonus, and the Headmasters join Six Shot on Earth uh, to talk plans to stop Hot Rod. Cyclonus, he actually refers to himself in the sub as Air Commander, uh, but in the dub. I am the space consultant from Jalo. My name is... I didn't ask her to speak. So, space consultant. That's like, what, a guy who reorganizes your closets, right? Ultra Magnus, the Protectobots, the Technobots, Jazz, Trax, Inferno, Prowl, uh, they all plan to back up Hot Rod. Uh, as part of this backup, uh, Defensor finds uh, Bruticus. Uh, Protectobots really find the Combaticons, and everyone combines on the road. And um, they fight, and uh, eventually Defensor wins by dropping uh, multiple rocks on Bruticus's head. Hot Rod and the Headmasters, they come up empty, and uh, Hot Rod starts to think that maybe Optimus has hidden the Matrix in plain sight. Uh which is why they've been searching these kind of uh, deep cuts locations almost, right? And not found anything. However, the dub gets this completely wrong. Hey, do you mean maybe we've been paying too much attention to the obvious places? That's right. That's just what I'm thinking. We've been looking in the wrong places. Maybe they've stashed it somewhere that no one would ever think of looking. Now on Athenia, the Autobots there, yep, they're chatting it up. Uh, Cerebros wants to go to Cybertron to... uh, inform Optimus Prime that he needs the Matrix. And on Cybertron, Optimus Prime is still looking for Vector Sigma and is attacked by energy leeches. On Earth, Hot Rod and the Headmasters, uh, they check the Energon store, (laughs) uh, which in the dub is called this. Here we are, everyone. We've arrived at the Conan Energy Center. Not sure why Conan has an energy center, but he does. Uh, and just then, uh, the Terracons attack, the Technobots arrive, we have another, you know, combiner fight, and, uh, Hot Rod uses the diversion to enter the base. Hot Rod finds, uh, the Matrix in the basement of the base, next to Pee Wee Herman's bike, and realizes he needs to get it, the Matrix, not the bike, to the space bridge. Just then, Galvatron, the Decepticon headmasters arrive, and we have more of a fight. The Autobots that are there cover Hot Rod, and he boards the robot train to the space bridge to Cybertron. On Cybertron, Coupler and RC, they're hanging out in the box of exposition, and Daniel and Wheelie decide to head to the arcade of exposition. Cerebros begins his hunt for Optimus Prime, and Optimus Prime continues to look for Vector Sigma. 
and ends up fighting uh, what I call our union rats. They're giant uh, spiked rats. They're referred to as hedgehogs, I believe, in the Japanese scripts. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's fighting union rat. Uh, if you don't know what union rat is, Google it, because that's pretty much what he was fighting in that scene. Eventually, he does find Vector Sigma, but while he's there, Cyclonus and Scourge, they're already waiting. How did they get there so much faster? Uh, Prime's been there before. And because they're with Vector Sigma, uh, because of somewhat the convoluted plot of this whole thing, uh, they have a bit of a power boost. Uh, just then, though, the robot train arrives on Cybertron uh, with the folks from Earth. And Alpha Trion's ghost is about to combine with Vector Sigma when Cerebros stops him by calling out and Hot Rod and the Headmasters all arrive. But Galvatron and his Headmasters arrive too. Uh, Alpha Trion turns to uh, energy and commands Hot Rod to hold up the Matrix uh, to help them light their darkness hour. And Hot Rod becomes Rodimus Prime. Rodimus, Rodimus Prime! Prime. Optimus, Optimus Prime! Prime. Prime. Oh, something strange has happened. Now there are two Optimus Primes. Or two Optimus Primes. You know, the, the, dub, the dub does what it wants. Um, and both Primes, they fight the Decepticons and win. Now, as Optimus uh, is recharging from the Matrix from Rodimus, he realizes there isn't enough time and decides to head to Vector Sigma on his own uh, and gets attacked by Galvatron. He actually throws Galvatron into Vector Sigma um, and then uses his own energy and his life force to stabilize Vector Sigma, and it kind of explodes, and Galvatron gets up and walks away. And Optimus Prime, he's, yeah, he, he dies again. Rotimus Prime, you've got to live up to my expectations. Don't let me down. In the name of peace, don't give up. And those are some solid words of wisdom from the dub, uh, taking a very poignant moment and really flattening it out. <laughs> and Galvatron, he he escapes out to Char, and that wraps up the third episode and the last one we're going to cover on this episode of Transformers University. And so I got to say, I really like this story arc. Um the animation's pretty good for Headmasters. Uh, it's not great. It's not like some of the best of G1, but it's certainly better than some of the worst of American G1. It's consistent. It looks cool. It's cool seeing some of these characters run around. It's not as good as some of the commercials and some of those character uh, models, but it, it's cool. Um, I got to say, just as a whole, as a concept, like this feels like it was a really good three-parter uh, to open a season if this was the American series. Uh, you know, there's some there's some translation things that are, are hit or miss. There's probably some explanations that don't come across clearly uh, going from Japanese to English, especially about how Vector Sigma works. Uh, but it's cool to see how Vector Sigma is kind of intertwined now with the Matrix. And uh, something that we, we get later in Transformers fiction, in modern Transformers fiction, but definitely not in uh, US G1. Now, as I mentioned earlier, there is a closing theme to the show. And before I make you give it a quick listen, I do want to tell you that uh, the animation here is kind of cool. It's, um, it's Daniel and Spike. Uh, with usually with Daniel on Spike's shoulders and one of the Autobot headmasters. And the Autobot headmaster will convert into their alt form. And Daniel and Spike will try their best to mimic that form uh, together 
with their human bodies. Uh, it's it's comical, but it's it's cute and it's fun. But here, there's a different song entirely at the end. Here's what it sounds like. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive. And with that, we are going to wrap things up for this episode of Transformers University. And so I do want to tell you what's coming up in episode 108 of the show. Now, of course, we're staying in 1987, but we're also going to stay in Japan. Japan. I haven't talked about toys in a while, and we're going to talk about the Japanese toy line in 1987. Uh, What they got that was the same, what they got that was different. um, And there's some very unique, unique items in 1987 in Japan. It's actually a fairly big line. um, And I'm just thinking about this off the top of my head. I haven't actually started the research, but we are going to talk about the toy line. And the merch for 1987 Japan as Transformers University rolls on. As always, I want to thank my loyal listeners. I want to thank our Patreon students and our Patreon subscribers. Um, anyone that has contributed to the show, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Wouldn't be able to do this week to week, month to month without you. And uh, by the time this goes out, I think we'll be on our um, fourth anniversary, third or fourth out of fourth anniversary. Um, and so I just want to thank you for taking the ride along with me. That in mind, until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Bercali, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info. Till then, see ya. Wheelie and Daniel get away. Ultra Magnet, Ultra Magnet, Ultra Magnet, Ultra Magnet, Ultra Magnus. The menu screen of the Shot Factory DVDs. It's called Beherd. Beherd.
And check, check, check. Hey, hey, hey.